In what movie do a group of misguided animal rights activists free a caged chimp infected with the rage virus from a medical research lab and basically launch a zombie outbreak? It's 28 days later. And that is a wild, bizarre, twisted movie on top of that. But I have seen it, and it's I probably will never watch it again. Welcome to episode 28, where I'm basically going to give you a recap of everything that happened while I took a couple weeks off from work and podcasting and did a little vacationing. I'll let you know everything that happened over Christmas and New Year's and everything that's going on. Just let you know ahead of time. This recap is basically basically going to be the bulk of this episode. And at the tail end, I'm going to share my New Year's bucket list with everybody. But this is basically one gigantic catching up with Kaylin episode. So if, if that's not your thing, then you can fast forward quite a bit. I do want to let everybody know that I got an email um, from Chartable. So I got an email from Chartable. And they told me that this podcast is now ranked number 57 in the Apple Podcast How-To category, which is freaking awesome. That was really, really great news. So I'm happy to report that. In the podcasting world, there are a million one podcast apps on how you can listen to your podcast. I have different apps on my phone, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, and then I have an Apple computer because I have a droid phone, but I have an Apple computer because I like the best of both worlds. And it's hard to keep up with all of the podcasting apps and whichever app you are using to listen to this, some of them will let you subscribe. Some of you will let them rank and share and possibly comment. So of the ones that I have, I've never seen comments, but I guess with the Chartable app, which I don't have, you can do comments and they sent me an email, which is fantastic. And so they're letting me know of the comments and I was able to click on it and read it. And this was a very dangerous game because I did this right before bed. I was like, oh, I have comments. I have to read them. (laughs) This is either going to make my night awesome or it's going to make me cry myself to sleep. I don't know. (laughs) So I did. I went ahead and read the comments and they were all so positive and so I love I love it. I love that they were all so positive. I'm really glad to hear that everybody is enjoying this and it 100% made my night. So thank you again to everybody who has taken the time to comment and share and subscribe and like and I really really appreciate everybody out there, all of you for listening. This is it makes it worth it because I do this podcast just for the goodness of doing a podcast. There are ways to make money doing this podcast. I don't know if you've caught on, but there are not any ads on this podcast. I'm not making money doing it that way. In fact, I'm in fact, I'm losing money doing this podcast every single month. I have to pay fees and whatnot, and that's okay. I want to get this message out there. So it makes it worth it on my end, knowing that everybody who is listening is having a good time and they're getting something out of it. I did have to laugh because there was one comment which was still positive. It was constructive, but they said, um, but they said it was a good podcast and it needed intro music. And I rambled a bit too much before I got to the content. And I had, I laughed actually, (laughs) I laughed my butt off at this. 
because I thought they clearly only listened to the first episode because I had no idea what I was doing and I was 100% rambling on and on and on in that episode. And so now I know what I'm doing and I have intro music and exit music. I have an outline, so I kind of stick to the scripts. So I don't ramble too, too much, but I still want to talk to you and let you know about me and who I am and what my real life experiences are because I am just another regular person really struggling to figure out the sustainability stuff. And that's what I want to do is continue to share my stories with you. And hopefully you can learn through my mistakes or take my advice on something so that way you don't have the same struggle. So now that I've said all that, I will continue to ramble on for the rest of this episode. <laughs> the first thing on my agenda to talk about is I did finish up the Taylor's Natural Deodorant. I wasn't a strong fan of it. It was like $10.50 and by the time you paid for the shipping it was about $14. It wasn't a whole lot. It didn't last very long. It was sticky and it left my armpit sticky and after I put it on I had to wash my hands to get the sticky stuff off of my fingertips. And listener from the podcast had reached out and recommended little seed farm deodorant so I did buy that and I started that only a few days before we took off on our trip to Texas and I did notice it's much drier it is not leaving my armpit sticky it's a very powdery feeling which is awesome then we went to Texas where the weather was significantly warmer significantly it was in the 70s which is still pants and a t-shirt and even a long sleeve shirt or sweatshirt in the morning or in the evening, but still a whole lot warmer than Indiana. And I think the higher temperatures really kind of put my body to the test. Plus, normally I sit on my butt most of the day because I work at a desk. And on vacation, I was able to get up and walk around and do things and play in the yard and chase my kid. And we had a lot of fun and I worked up a sweat for sure. This what I have noticed is that this deodorant, and all this is just for me, and everybody's body is different with different chemistry and whatnot and different bacteria. So for me, I would take a shower and put on the deodorant, and it would be great up until I put on the second application. I put, I put deodorant on twice a day, usually right before bed and first thing in the morning. So right after the shower would be fine. Once I put on the second application, I would notice that I would be wet and sweaty in my arms. And by day two, because I, I'll be honest, I do not shower every single day. I just can't. <laughs> my life is too busy, I guess. I don't shower every day, but by day two, I could smell myself. So I knew that wasn't working. It's not working for me. I'm still, now that we're back in Indiana, I am using it. But while I was in Texas, there was a lot going on. There's a lot of rush and hustle and bustle in your meeting. I was Texas is where my husband's family is. So we're there with the in-laws and meeting all of his family. And I ended up buying a stick of regular deodorant because I got tired of smelling bad. And I wanted to smell good for all of my in-laws. They were gracious enough to host us. You don't want to be the stinky guest. I did even try the Norwex body cloth to speed it up since I couldn't quite get a shower in every single day right before I put on the deodorant. So I thought, okay, I'll take this body washcloth and just spot wash my armpits and rinse them and dry them and then put the deodorant on. But that wasn't enough. It helped, but it wasn't enough. So it's not quite working for me. I'm still on the hunt for a, a perfect zero waste deodorant 
really the the biggest thing that I can find in all my research is aluminum is the key factor on making it deodorant antiperspirant for a longer period of time. And it is extremely hard, as in I haven't even accomplished this goal yet, of finding a zero waste deodorant that does have aluminum. Every Everyone that's zero waste is vegan and aluminum free and all this other stuff that it is important. But what's most important on my list is the zero waste. I'm okay with the aluminum. So speaking of the Norwex products, I did get all of mine in before Christmas. Katie, Ella's dad, who is the Norwex lady, I had her on for episode 20. I did the interview with her and she explained all about the Norwex products and how they work right around Thanksgiving. Yeah, it was right around, it was the week before Thanksgiving because it was a whole week of Black Friday deals. I bought a couple of items that I wanted to try and these include a lint mitt, so I no longer have to use the sticky lint roller that you peel the plastic sheet off and throw it away, and I have to buy refills over and over. I got the lint mitt, which is great. It works very well. The only negative part is that it's kind of smaller. It fits my hand, but it does not fit my husband's hand. But it is very effective at getting the animal fur off of our clothes which is what I want it to do. So now I just have to rub my husband down, which he's all right with, especially as I do it on the back. (laughs) He always likes it when I give him a back rub. And then he's like, give it a good scratch too. So I'll get my nails, take the mitt off and do my nails and give him a good back scratch. He's obsessed with that. Is this a guy thing? Do all guys like this? I don't know. My husband does. I also got the silicone bottle brush. Because we have gone through two of the plastic bottle brushes that have the spongy stuff on the end for baby bottles. And we've gone through two in my kids only a year and a half. And we don't even have bottles anymore. Now we just have those brushes for the sippy cups or the tall, more narrow glasses that your hand can't quite reach in. We'll use the bottle brush on those. Which is nice and effective. But we should not have gone through two of those. They should last a lot longer. And it's mostly the spongy material on the tip that is getting ripped off. So I got a silicone brush. I have not used it yet, but we will definitely be testing it out when the new baby arrives. That is for sure, because now we'll be back to the world of bottles. The last thing that I ordered was the body cloths, and I really like them. They're very similar. They're exactly like a washcloth, except significantly softer, because they're that microfiber. Very, very soft. These are replacing the plastic loofahs, which ironically were replacing washcloths from back in the day. So these are replacing the plastic loofahs, and now you can use these body cloths. And, I mean, Katie does a better job of explaining the science, but basically you don't have to use soap. You can just use the water and the body cloth and wipe it up and down on your body and get rid of your bacteria and dead skin and sweat and anything else that's on your body. And then rinse it out and hang it up at the end of your shower and then let it dry overnight. And there's microsilver in there that kills the bacteria just like it is in all of the Norwex products. So yes, the bottom line is they do work. I've been using them in the shower and they do work. I will smell my stinky armpit, wipe it off with the body cloth in the shower, and then smell it again and the smell is gone, which is awesome. I'm not going to lie though, I do miss the smell of my body soap. (laughs) It's just something about getting in the shower and having that clean, fresh smell from your soap. So I That part I do miss. So what I'm doing now is I'm kind of alternating because I still have soap. 
I have a little bit of liquid body soap still in a plastic bottle. That's the last little bit that I have. I did get a bar of soap right around Christmas time when I was doing all the craft fairs. I got a bar of goat milk soap that's got charcoal in it, which is supposed to be better for cleaning or something. I don't know. And I've been using that. And I do, I, I just like the smell of it. So I've kind of been alternating between the liquid soap, the bar of soap, and just the body cloth. Just kind of trying to use them all up. Okay, all of that was before Christmas or right around Christmas. For Christmas, we got our son a couple of sustainable gifts. I got him some wooden toys and I purchased a handmade tool belt from a craft show. And that was it, just the tool belt because I forgot to get the fake tools. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> so he doesn't quite understand what the tool belt is yet because I have yet to get him the tools. But that's all right. And then he received plastic toys that were made from recycled plastic. So it was a repurposed plastic, which is really cool. My husband respected my wishes and got me some really cool sustainable gifts that I had asked for. I received reusable produce bags and I absolutely love them. They're so much easier to fill than the plastic produce bags. And they're easy to open to get to your produce versus you know, you get the plastic bag, you put your apples or oranges in it, you got to tie a knot on the tip of it, or you use that twisty tie or zip tie. And normally I just knot it up and then I have to come home and I have to rip open the bag, meaning that you cannot reuse it again. So now with these reusable produce bags, it's just a, like a drawstring bag. So it's easy to load it up. The, it's a wider opening, so it's easier to load it up. And then once you're home, you undo the drawstring and it's easier to get your food out. I love it. They are great. And I'm using them, there were like 15 in the package. I'm using them for all sorts of stuff, not just for produce, but you can put little baby socks in there when you wash them in the washer so you don't lose the baby socks. My son received a bunch of markers that go on that special paper so he can't make a mess anywhere. So now we have all of those markers inside of that bag because there was not a container. Once you open up the marker package, they didn't come in a nice box. They just came in a plastic package. Once you open it, now you had markers all over the place. So I put them in one of those bags. They're, the point is you can use them for a lot more than just for produce. They're fantastic. I'm, I'm in love with them. The other gift that my husband got me was a doggy dually, which was on my list. So it's the dog poop compost. I talked about it before on the pet episode. You still need to set it up. I did assemble it, so I still need to set it up. I did read all of the instructions, so I'm a little bit frustrated about the doggy dually because it's not quite as simple as I thought it was going to be. It basically sounds like dig a hole in the ground, put the doggy dually in there, which is a little flapper lid for a container, and then it will just compost all of your dog poop. So you walk around your yard, you can use a pooper scooper or a shovel, pick up all the poop, and put it inside of this doggy dually. Problem solved. Great. Well, now that I'm reading all of the directions that came with it, that I did not see this on Amazon and the articles that I read about the doggy dually, you have to put all the poop in there, but then you have to put five to six gallons of water in there every single week, and you have to drop an enzyme tablet in there. And it came with about eight enzyme tablets, and the instructions are one tablet per large dog each week, or one tablet per two small dogs each week. Right now we just have one large dog, but that means I only have an eight-week supply. Now I have to go buy more tablets. So I don't like that I'm going to have to continually buy these enzyme tablets. 
and I'm going to have to add five to six gallons of water every single week to all of this poo. And the last thing I'm bummed about, it does not work when the ground is below 40 degrees because the enzymes will not be activated. They need the warmer temperature to be activated. And it's January in Indiana. So <laughs> even once the weather breaks and we're able to dig a hole and put this in the ground, we're still going to have to wait until the weather is warmer for it to be activated. I'm a little frustrated about that. We still need to pick out where to put it in the yard because you don't want it right in front of the door. In our backyard, we have a pond and it has to be so many feet away from a water source. You don't want it right beside a fruit or vegetable garden. It does recommend to put it near a flower bed, someplace where you would want compost. You don't want to put it near the base of a tree because the roots can get in there and screw up the system. And you have to be careful because it's a black container with a green lid. And what color is grass? Green. And so it's on, it's in the yard, but the chances of mowing over it are very high. It even says that we have many orders for lid replacements because people hit it with the lawnmower. I think we might just find some bright orange spray paint and spray paint the lid. That way it at least pops out and we don't hit it with the lawnmower. So in the end, I was really hoping this dog compost thing would work out for us. We can still do it. It's definitely still doable. It's just we added another chore to our weekly chore list. That part I was bummed about. My in-laws were very gracious and respectable and conscious of the fact that we only had suitcases and limited space for traveling. They purchased gift cards for both my husband and I, which is very nice of them. So I ended up getting a couple of Amazon gift cards for Christmas. And with those, I purchased some of the things that have been on my wish list, including a stainless steel safety razor, which I'm excited about because I finally used up the last of my plastic disposable razors. And I purchased silicone storage bags. And now I did have some of the small ones that I got before, but you couldn't even fit a sandwich in them. You could really only fit like 10 crackers in them. And now I have bigger bags, so I'm very excited about them. I have not actually used them yet, but I washed them all and played with them and they're ready to go for the next time that I need to have a silicone storage bag. I am gonna ask for help with the safety razor because there were many great reviews there were 9,000 reviews on this razor that I picked with a four and a half star average, but it did not shave my hair and it actually irritated my skin, leaving it bright red. <laughs> so now my skin is bright red and the hair is still there and it was so sore and irritated. So I put aloe on it to prevent razor burn, but I have no idea what I'm doing wrong. I have tried it with just water, nothing. I've tried it with just soap and still no luck. And I've tried it with shaving cream and no luck. And I bought it because it said it was a double-edged safety razor. So in my mind, I was thinking it would be two blades because I know you kind of want one blade to lift up the hair and the second blade really cuts it close. But what it means by that is it's one blade. It's just one on each side of the razor. So hopefully somebody's got better experience with this and can help me out. But I have not had any luck with it. So I don't know. Maybe I'll just return it and try a different brand. I've asked, I reached out to the Facebook group and asked for help and a lot of people recommended the Leaf Razor, which of course I cannot get on Amazon because I have an Amazon gift card. <laughs> I cannot get that on Amazon. And the Leaf Razor, it's got three blades, so it's the triple blades, so it'll get a really nice close shave, but it's about 80 bucks for just the razor and the blades and it's a hundred and something for the whole startup kit with the stand and everything else and 
I'm going to have to wait a minute to get some money put back together to, to purchase such a pricey razor like that. So in my family, I'm the youngest of eight. Everybody's married, has kids. What we do, everybody goes to the in-laws for Christmas. And then for New Year's Eve, my whole family comes together and we do a gift exchange because there are too many of us to financially support. So everybody draws one name and buys for that one person. And then we have a theme each year to kind of liven it up and change it up. So this year, the theme was sharp objects. So it could be something pointy and sharp. It could be something that looks sharp, comes from sharper image. It could be a murder mystery book with a knife on the cover, or even as silly as Sharpie markers or sharp cheddar cheese. There were so many different ways to play with this theme and get creative. The people that I had to buy for well, let's face it, I'm the mom. So I bought for the person that I drew, who my husband drew, and who my 18-month-old son drew. So I'd buy for everybody. But I wanted to make it a goal to not be wasteful, and it would be something that people would enjoy, like an experience. So I really stuck to that. And at one point, I was even considering making cookies in the shape of weapons, or cooking classes, because there would be knives involved, or fishing because of the fish hooks would be nice and sharp, but ultimately we ended up going with the bad axe throwing experience that we gifted to everybody. If you don't know what that is, it is basically axe throwing. <laughs> you just go to a place for an hour, they've got a big old wooden log stump on the end and axes or hatchets and they teach you how to throw it so it sticks in the log so you feel, you feel like a really kick butt lumberjack while you're doing it. And that's what we purchased for everybody. And it was little... It was gift cards, but they were emailed. So it was electronics. You didn't have any waste or it wasn't so much fun because they couldn't unwrap it, but they still, everybody had a great time and enjoyed the experience. Moving on to the next thing on my to-do list of things to talk to everybody. I wanted to share the listener feedback because there were great gifts from the podcast community. I sent out a Facebook on the Facebook group. And asked, like, what all did you get? And one person said that they were gifted curbside recycling, which is, I think a lot of us that have it take it for granted. So it was very nice that this person received that as a gift. Another person found bamboo toothbrushes at the dollar store and was using those as stocking stuffers. Many of the gifts were bought secondhand. Experiences were gifted. Lots of mason jars filled with San Francisco coffee or reusable Ziploc bags and a tote bag that was custom made with family pictures on it. These are all such really cool, eco-friendly Christmas gifts. I just thought it was the best thing ever. And then someone posted up on the Facebook group an additional Christmas thing to do, which I'd never even thought of before, and is such a great idea, to save all of the Christmas cards that you received this year, because most people would toss them or recycle them, or you save them and you put them in the bottom of a box that you never open up again for 10 more years. But take all of those Christmas cards, and then you can cut the pictures out of the front of them and use those for gift tags for next year. Yeah! Also, save the gift bags so that way they can be reused for next year. And if you live near the beach, you can donate your old Christmas tree to stop beach erosion, which is really awesome. Okay, so people who are skipping and fast-forwarding, this is the part where you stop. Now we're going to get to the content, which is all of the New Year's resolutions and New Year's bucket list. That's the, the main part that I want to talk about on this particular episode. 
I did also throw this out on the Facebook group. I love the Facebook group. I love that we have such a tight-knit community and everybody has such wonderful ideas. So I asked, what are your sustainable New Year's resolution goals? This is what the responses were. To eliminate waste, especially plastic. Moving the pantry and bathroom towards zero waste. Getting solar panels put on the garage roof. More dinner options with beans instead of meat. To start composting to start using cloth napkins and carpooling with the spouse twice a week because that's going to save on gas. And then you get a good, nice walk-in before work on the other days. Oh yeah, I also want to make this announcement. This was posted on the Facebook group and I thought it was so wonderful. And I'm doing it here because there are more followers to the podcast than there are on the Facebook group. So I want to spread this message. If you have Amazon boxes lying around, then keep them. Amazon has teamed up with local charities to use empty shipping boxes and get rid of the clutter filling homes. So after removing your order from your shipping box, you can fill it with clothes, Christmas gifts that you don't want, but you can't exchange, old toys your kids have outgrown, etc. Anything else that you have lying around in the house that you're trying to get rid of, you can put it in that box and you can donate it. So go to givebackbox.com and you can print a free shipping label. And this box can be dropped off with USPS or it can be picked up. And you can even print a receipt for your tax use. So way to go, Amazon. I appreciate all that you are doing. That is a really good step in the right direction. Okay, now back to it. Sorry. (laughs) I'm so excited to do this and I'm kind of jumping all over the place. So I apologize, but I'm just so full of energy right now. For me, what works, doing New Year's resolutions is kind of silly Because most people feel that you have to do it all year long and the moment that you mess up, you're done and over with. And most people don't take them seriously They, because they're too hard or they're unrealistic. What I do personally is I create a New Year's bucket list. And so I have the entire year to accomplish the goals on the bucket list. I thought it'd be really interesting to share my bucket list from 2019 and see how I did and then share what my goals are for 2020. So at the beginning of 2019, I wanted to get back into shape after having a baby, which I feel that I did for the most part. I wanted to get pregnant in 2019, which we did. I'm seven months pregnant now. Wanted to travel to a new state. So we made it to Ohio and Kentucky. We wanted to go camping, which we were too chicken to do with a baby. So we ended up not doing that. Wanted to accomplish four house projects because we just bought a house at the tail end of 2018. And we did. We painted the master bedroom, hung drywall in the garage. We got new windows and a patio door, a new roof, and a fence, which were all top priority to get all that stuff done. Wanted to pay off all of our credit card debt. So we're not completely out of debt, but we did get the credit cards knocked off. We have no credit card debt. So we're one step closer. One that I do every year and I love doing this, I put down an Indiana activity every month. And we were partially successful. So we didn't actually do an Indiana-specific activity January, February. In March, we went to Richmond, Indiana and did the Chocolate Trail. In April, I went to the Curiosities and Oddities Expo. In May, we went to Yellowwood State Forest. In June, we went to Connorsville and did a big train ride that they have there. July, we did the county fair. We did different festivals. We went to different farms. So we we were able to do stuff. 
for most of the months. Um, January, February, November, December. So for for the months we didn't quite get it, didn't quite accomplish it, but that's okay. I'm going to repeat that one this year. <laughs> oh, we also had an obstacle course on our list of on our bucket list, which we did not do. <laughs> we we made the mistake of trying to do that with friends, and then we were waiting on the friends, and we found the obstacle courses, but then we didn't sign up in time, and then the prices went up, and then it was too expensive, and then there wasn't time to train, and it just ended up not working out. So we'll do that one for 2020. Also wanted to get a living will, because now we had a house and we had a child, so we wanted to get a living will put in order. So not nearly as much fun, but needed to get done, and we did. We accomplished that. I wanted to become a craft vendor again, which I did. Check mark. And swap party. I attended a swap party and then I hosted a swap party. So a double check mark on that one. And then my last bucket list for 2019 was to read a book a month. Half of you are thinking a book a month is not very much. And the other half are thinking a book a month is a lot. <laughs> so <laughs> I would love to read more often, but life has a whole lot other stuff going on. So if I can at least get one book a month in, I feel like I'm doing well. And, and I pretty much got it all done except for the months of November and December. There was, I was doing craft fairs in November and I was constantly making crafts and selling crafts with all my free time. And then December was just a rush rush of Christmas shopping and wrapping and preparations and parties and all of that stuff. And so I didn't quite accomplish that goal, but that's okay. And now I will share my 2020 bucket list with you and then we'll wrap up the podcast because I know we're about 30 minutes in so far and I'm trying to speed this up for you. I met with my husband and we talked this through and figured out what we wanted to accomplish this year. One thing we want to do is what they call a 31-day challenge. This is a 31-day challenge where you're actively pursuing your spouse. So my husband has a book on actively pursuing your wife, and I have a book to actively pursue your husband. And it just is to bring you closer together in a relationship and a marriage. So I want to accomplish that. I'm not sure when we're going to do it, but and it might take us more than 31 days to get through the book, but that's okay. Again, I want to travel to a new state. So on our list is Michigan or Illinois, because we've not been to either one of those. Well, I have because I grew up here in Indiana, but my husband has not. And I want to take him on a journey, on a trip to explore a new state. We want to do four more house projects. We have to complete the, we have to complete the baby's room. It needs a door. It's just an open loft right now. We need to turn it into a room. We want to put up a cat run, someplace for our cats to run around and have a great time. That's like up on the wall. We want to do that for them. I want to install a gallery wall to put all of our pictures. We have three, four boxes of these beautiful pictures that have not been hung up yet. <laughs> and, and our upstairs, our downstairs is all a laminate wooden floor. And our upstairs is very old, stinky carpet. So I would like to get rid of this. And it is smelly, stinky carpet. <laughs> I want to get rid of it and replace the carpet upstairs. I put down puppy with a question mark. I did lose my Pomeranian back in April in 2019, and I think that our dog that we have now is very lonely, and the personality has changed, and I think he needs a, a partner or playmate. So I have puppy question mark because I want it, but I also am hesitant because I'm about to have a baby, <laughs> so I'm hesitant on that one. The baby's due in April, so getting back into shape after the baby has now made my bucket list. I want to do another swap party in 2020. It was a very positive experience for me. I hope that is something that you might take away and add to your list. 
obstacle course is going to repeat because we did not accomplish that in 2019. So that's going on the 2020 list. And I would like to make one room in our house completely zero waste. We have made a lot of progress in the bathroom, in the kitchen, and the laundry, but I want to make one of these rooms completely zero waste. So that's my goal. I also want to start composting, which is why I was bummed about the doggy dually because it's we're going to do it, but I also want to start composting food scraps and other items. I know I talk a lot on this podcast how I give my dog the food scraps, but as I'm sitting here thinking about like there are certain food items that I don't give him, like banana peels or orange peels or the stems from grapes. Like there's a lot of food stuff that he doesn't eat because it's not edible. Oh, I also want to get a bidet sprayer. One with I have one, but I want to get one with temperature control because I think that would be much more comfortable and I want to convince my husband to use it or at least try it. I want him to at least try it. He has never tried it. He thinks it's weird, but I want to get with temperature controlled because right now we just have a sprayer like what comes straight out of your sink kind of sprayer. That's what we have coming out of the clean water on our toilet and I'm hesitant because my son is getting fascinated with the toilet. We're coming up to the idea of potty training and I just don't want him to play with the bidet sprayer or break it or mess with it. (laughs) I'm not sure how messy this is going to turn into. Next year, for Christmas, I want to be 100% reusable gift wrap and furoshiki, which I talked about was a style of wrapping a gift with a cloth that you could reuse, which I did most of that this year for Christmas. Unfortunately, a lot of the gifts we had to give away, so I lost a lot of my gift bags. (laughs) But I will be more conscious about it. And so I was very successful that we didn't have to throw anything away. But I think we're going to keep that to do it again for next year. And then the very, very last goal, not even sustainable, but super important. I want my husband to get his journeyman's license. That's my goal for him. He knows about it. He's He was there when I put this list together. But we want him to get his journeyman's license. So, yeah, that's where we're at. That's the 2020 bucket list. I do want to point out that just because the year has already started doesn't mean that it's too late for a bucket list. That's the beauty of the bucket list. It's basically goals for yourself and you have the whole year to accomplish them. So even though it's it's not January 1st right now, it's not too late. You can still do this. Did you notice that I didn't even have starting a podcast on my 2019 bucket list because I got that idea around April. That's when I got that idea and the urge just kept getting stronger and stronger and by July I had launched my podcast and I've kept it up and I had no idea how it was going to go. I didn't know that I'd keep it up this long and I'm glad that I did. I'm glad I kept on pursuing and learning a lot of lessons trying to put this podcast together, but it has turned out so well and clearly has had an impact on a lot of people and that just makes me feel really good. So for 2020, that has now been added to my bucket list and I'm going to keep it up for another year. Although I am going to put in, I'm probably going to take a break when the baby first gets here. I'm probably going to take a little bit of time off because I will just be happy to sleep and function with a toddler and a newborn. <laughs> so I'll take a little bit of time off. So now you know that in advance. So nobody's shocked when I announce it. But, but that's my goal is to keep up this podcast. I hope that you found it extremely beneficial. You got some good ideas and that you put together a bucket list for yourself And get that going for 2020. And we can all make this world a better place just a little bit at a time. I hope that you have a wonderful rest of your week. And I will talk to you all again next week. Take care. Bye.